Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Are you going to run for president in 2024? Uh, would you challenge President Trump or are you endorsing him? Look, I, I have no idea what's going to happen in 2024. Donald Trump is going to have to make a choice, uh, first of all, whether he's going to run or not. I think if he chose to run, he would be very, very formidable. I, I can tell you that, that when I ran in 2016, we came incredibly close. Mm-hmm. I came in second. There's a hey, long does history this, uh, does this of runner-ups becoming the next nominee. According to my sheet, the most Ted Cruz talking about I've the Olympics. Get that. Life. Get that. That's according to my sheet. That's Ted Cruz talking about the Olympics. Um, no. Show courage and kick commie asses. The Olympics. Oh, anyway, Ted Cruz, senator uh, from Texas, said that over the weekend. And I feel like there's a growing chorus of people who are talking about boycotting the Olympics. Yet Senator Tom Cotton write a piece last week in one of the major publications saying we need to boycott the Olympics. And we have this over the weekend in the Wall Street Journal. And it's that uh, Boston Celtics basketball player again that we've been quoting a lot. Oh, Enos Cantor? Enos Cantor was given a full op-ed piece in the Wall Street Journal. Enos Cantor writes, move the Olympics for Peng Shui's sake. That's the Chinese tennis player. And if you haven't heard this story, he sets it up pretty good in here and makes his argument that I agree with, by the way. Tennis champion Peng Shui took to social media earlier this month to accuse a former top-ranking official in the Communist Chinese Party of sexually assaulting her. Within 30 minutes, the post was scrubbed from the Internet in China. She disappeared, and no one has heard directly from her since. Coincidence. She decided to take a vacation. That's a heck of a thing. For decades, Western athletes, celebrities, and corporations have diligently kept silent in the face of Chinese human rights violations. International hotel chains, airlines, apparel brands, Nike, sports leagues, and Hollywood studios have steered away from sensitive topics such as Tibet's independence, the Uyghur genocide, Hong Kong's pro-democracy movement, and Taiwan's sovereignty. The sports community must wake up and speak up. We need to realize that the authoritarian Chinese government isn't our friend. The Communist Party is a brutal dictatorship that has weaponized economic power to achieve ideological and political compliance. It's some good stuff from an NBA center. Well, and is coming after the United States as soon as it can. I mean, if it were merely evil, I suppose you could kind of excuse people from turning a blind eye and and, and going ahead and profiting. But it's evil and homicidal. Yeah, and our enemy, that's a very good point, because there's there are countries in, you know, wherever that do lots of bad stuff, but they aren't our f- necessarily our foe. They aren't going right. to replace us or change our lives. China wants to and can. He goes on to write in the Wall Street Journal, and I think it's something the Wall Street Journal published this, all the gold medals in the world aren't worth selling your values and your principles to the Chinese Communist Party. I've learned firsthand how precious freedom is. It, what's his background story there, Joe? He's a, a Turk. He was, he's been pro, uh, persecuted by uh, Erdogan there in Turkey for being part of the resistance to his autocratic rule. Freedom must be defended at all costs. Together we can help move the needle in the right direction. Wake up and speak up. Change is coming, and no one can stop it. They can't silence us all. Um, it's a much longer piece. I just took parts out of it. But I thought the Wall Street Journal printing an opinion piece, this is going to get a lot of attention, calling out hotel chains... Airlines, apparel brands, sports leagues, and Hollywood studios is a, is a pretty major step. That is a moment, no doubt. That's notable. 
since it's the you know business conglomerates of America, God bless them, and, and the fine goods and services they provide and jobs, etc., uh, they are going to be the last uh, domino that falls, realizing how evil China is and how we need to stand in opposition to them. God, I'd, I mean, I'd love to know what the conversations are at Apple, at Nike, and maybe in Hollywood. What are their behind-the-scenes conversations? Because they've got to realize the jig is up at some point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, they the capacity of humans to uh, craft their conclusions based on their wishes is is infinite. And if you have stakes as enormous as the CEOs of some of those companies you mentioned, you will find a way to delude yourself or or influence your own thinking till the very, very end, until it's so inescapable that it's probably way too late to do the right thing. I met a guy over the weekend, really interesting fella, um, who worked, lived and worked in China for several years, and indeed tried to buy a Chinese company for a couple of years. It didn't work out. And now his son worked in China for a while and is back stateside. But I'm really anxious to pick his brain about how corporate America feels about that relationship and, and how aware they are of the rumblings or if they're just thinking, yeah, it's kind of challenging to deal with the, the Chinese communists, but, man, we're making a lot of money and it's a good relationship and the rest of it. I don't know how guys like that feel these days. Yeah. Well, it's as as uh, the basketball player said there in the op-ed piece, it's just it's going to happen. Um I would well. I don't know. Maybe the companies think you know we'll we'll be at the tail end of it if it has to happen. We'll be at the we'll hold on as long as we can and make as much money as we can. I am one hundred percent now. Though I was like eighty percent before. I'm one hundred percent boycott the Olympics. Absolutely. Stage another game somewhere else. Don't screw the athletes and uh, sponsors and everybody else involved. Have it in the United States or Paris or wherever you want to have it. But have a free Olympic somewhere. And hmm. I. I I think it will be a tragedy if the world shows up in Beijing here in a few weeks and gives them the platform that they want, treating them like a legitimate power. They're a yeah. power, but they're not, they, they shouldn't be seen as a legitimate force on the earth. Well, and the more we learn about the Chinese Olympic uh, program, the more repugnant it becomes. And the idea of them standing there smiling in front of their adoring crowds, accepting the medals, showing the, the, the dominance, the, the achievement of the communist system. I mean, I just I hate that idea. Oh, it's all horrible. It's horrible all the way around. Um, just, just the idea of the opening ceremonies and somebody running in with the flame and lighting it up. Boo! Boo to all of it! It all sucks. Um, so you've been following the tennis star more closely than I have. Oh, before we get to that, before I just had a brilliant idea. I'm going to call Xi Jinping. This is so good. So good. You have the torch bearer jog into the stadium, right? Everybody roars. They do a lap or two. And then they climb up the stairs to the giant, you know, platform that's built high up in the stadium. And they get to the top and there's a cauldron. It's the Olympic cauldron, right? But in the cauldron, all of the data, all of the evidence, <laughs> all of the witness testimony from the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the torchbearer lights it on fire and burns it in front of the whole world. <laughs> Xi Jinping stands there with both middle fingers out. Yeah. F you, he says. That's what I would do if I were him. That's what they're basically doing anyway. 100%.
Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I was I had in my mind all of the things that Shine is doing militarily to get ready to take us on and the Uyghurs and all this different stuff, completely forgetting, oh yeah, the pandemic that has changed the world over the last two years that you started and covered up, you sons of bitches. Right. And we're gonna go to their country now and uh and and and, and treat them like, Oh, it's so nice to be here. You're such gracious hosts. Yeah, exactly. What the hell? Meeting in the spirit of honest competition. By the the way, how about the fact that over the weekend, we now have more people died of COVID in 2021 than died of COVID in 2020 in America. Remember 2020? What a terrible year. Can't wait to get this year over with. And we've still got, what, 40 days to go, and we're having about 1,100 people die a day. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have enough people die for the rest of this year that would be a really bad flu season. Right. Right. Well, if these numbers keep up, and it's difficult to know if they will, by the end of January 2022, we'll have 30,000 dead, maybe 35,000 dead uh, in 2022. I don't know. Um, Back to the tennis player, though. So I haven't been following that. She A picture showed up or a statement or whatever. Do you feel like video? She did a video interview with the head of the Women's Tennis Association, said, I'm relaxing at home. I'm doing great. Everything's fine here. Hope everybody's feeling good. I'll be back to women's tennis any day now. Just uh, just taking a little vacation. There's some discussion, as you might guess, as to whether uh, she was speaking from the heart or just saying what uh, she had to say. Well, there's no way she posted that statement and then disappeared the way she did of her own free will, is there? No, no, no. Somebody got word to her in one way or another. Maybe uh, the the, the jackbooted authorities. Maybe somebody just called her and said, uh, you've done something you should not have done, and we're pretty pissed off at you. How about you lay very, very low? Who knows? They, they, they're, the heaviness of their hand varies from case to case, depending on what's needed. Well, they can, they control every aspect of our life. So they, they could just simply say, look, you, you can either be unbelievably wealthy for the rest of your life and live, you know, a life you, uh, everybody dreams of or not at all. We're right. not going to allow you to. So which do you choose here? Well, there's an absolute pattern that's emerged, whether it's Jack Ma of, uh, of what you call it, uh, what is it, Alibaba? Um, or the uh, there's uh, their biggest movie star whose name I don't recall. Um, sounds like a, a panda name. Ling Ling <laughs> sounds or... like a panda name. Well, no, her name is like wow. Ling Ling or Sing that Sing. Is some just like... cultural belligerence. Well, no, it's just literally. It reminds me of the names of the anyway. Oh, the uh, ugly, ugly American rearing his head. Oh, sh- please stop. Anyway, uh, she got silenced and disappeared. Then this tennis star, all for daring to question the communist authorities. And you have to understand how black and white it is there. If you say something like this tennis gal did, uh, by the way, I was raped by a former heavyweight in the communist party. That is questioning the communist party. Doesn't matter if it's legit or it's rape or hashtag me too, Western foolishness. Yeah, you will be silenced. Xi Jinping is is absolutely laying down the gauntlet. And one more thing on this, I was listening to uh, China Unscripted, which is this podcast I've mentioned several times. Great podcast about China if you're into it. But they had a business guy in there, and they were just like pounding on the table. Like, when are people going to wake up to the fact that there's no such thing as an independent business in China? Every single business you do business with in China, every dollar they make makes them stronger militarily to take us on. Every, that That's their entire structure. 
Right. There's no, you know, I'm not part of that. I'm just doing business over here. No, 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 no. All of it, whether it's proprietary information that makes them stronger or the actual money itself or whatever, it's to make the China stronger to take us on. Right. Their entire economy exists to power their war machine, yeah, to put I, it briefly. I wish everybody would wake up to that. Um, we ought to definitely talk about some point because it happened in our own backyard, but it's I saw it's on, uh, it was on Good Morning America today. The brazen robberies in San Francisco. I mean, the the fanciest shopping in all of downtown San Francisco. Just a mob comes in and robs them, just wipes them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lawless mobs are now roving through the streets. Unbelievable. So that and a whole bunch of other stuff on the way. By the way, if you miss an hour of the Armstrong and Getty Show, you can get the podcast, of course, at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. People are celebrating and saying it's cash, it's cash, and they're running around and they're just grabbing him with both hands. Everybody was getting along, no problem. Everybody was really happy and excited. People get the wrong idea. They think finders keepers. They might think possession is nine tenths of the law. They've heard that colloquialism somewhere, but that's not the law. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this in the San Diego area. An armored truck. Some. Uh, how did the money fall out of it? I don't know. How did that happen? Did I heard that one of the doors opened. Somehow <laughs> just opened as they were going along, and two bags <laughs> fell out. And it well, was... you see those things, and they look so, well, armored. They look so bulletproof. I mean, they just look so strong and tough, and everything's just like... Impregnable. And the door just falls open, and a bag of cash falls out on the road, and money's I everywhere. I forgot to shut the door. Ah, oh, dang it. Uh, but I saw the video of the people grabbing the cash, and I was just like, really? You really... You really think like your ship has come in? You're just gonna pull over and grab just giant handfuls of cash, and everything is gonna be great. All these yes, people with their—that's exactly what I think. This has long been a divide on the show, folks. Just so you know, Jack with his his uh, tiptoeing through the tulip, lily-livered, fancy boy principles says, you know, he would pass me. I'm grabbing handfuls. Well, even away from the uh, what you should do. <laughs> Because I, I wouldn't take any. But even away from what you should do, everybody's got their phones out and everybody's dancing in front of the phones with their handfuls of cash. Yeah, you. so you just think that you dancing on this video with handfuls of cash, you're going to go now, what, retire to Hawaii or something? I mean, what are well, you What are you? Well, thinking? number one, I could just say, look, it's pizza money for the next six months. That's It's just living a little larger money for the next six months. But you left out a critical... And, folks, I wish you could have seen him pantomiming the dancing in front of the money. It was quite graceful. (laughs) Jack, how do you know they were doing that? Because I saw it on the news. Because they posted it on social media. they posted it themselves. So not only are people dancing around taping themselves, they then post it for the world to see. Look at all this money I found. Yeah, I'll get to keep it forever because that's the way things work. What? <laughs> Hold the camera still so I'm clearly identifiable. <laughs> I know. People are doofuses. I'd say Just, if you're okay with being a thief. A thief? It's laying right there. 
I mean, if I'm, if I'm, maybe I stop by the roadside. I'm relieving myself. I passed by the last rest stop. I shouldn't have. My bad. But I stop by the roadside to relieve myself. I look down, and there's a brand new, let's see, I'm a Giants fan, San Francisco Giants hat. Well, probably poor choice because it could be lice. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> what? A nice, uh, I don't know, a nice, uh, I don't know, something. Pair of pants. They happen to be my size. I think ah, I'm grabbing them. It's, it's cash. It's well, fungible. It's ads. I wouldn't take it's any. scattered to the winds. It's fate. But if you're okay with being a thief, uh, I would say just take a couple 20s or whatever and put it in your pocket and discreetly get in your car. And drive off. Not the handfuls and handfuls and stuffing it in your jacket and videotaping yourself. You're, you're nuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really pretty hilarious look at human nature, I guess. But I'm telling you, the guy who just you know pulls his hoodie up and, and slouches down, doesn't let anybody see anything, and just shoves as much as they can into pockets and goes home, there are no repercussions there. You'll be fine. Other than you're a thief. A what now? Again. Yeah. <laughs> a what? Finders, keepers, losers, weepers. We learned that as children. Another great colloquialism that stands up very well in a courtroom. <laughs> New York Times had this headline. I know we're going to talk COVID here coming up a little bit. Uh, New York Times had this headline over the weekend. Is it okay to have a holiday party? Most health experts agree that it's okay to have a family gathering. Take our quiz for tips on whether or not your party's at risk. Who is that for? Their core readers. Lefty America. Blue City America. I have, is anybody? I don't know anybody who's thinking about this at all for Thanksgiving. At all. Let alone yeah. I'm going to take a New York Times quiz to see if my party's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll be skipping that myself. If you miss an hour, grab the podcast armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I mean, this is the unfortunate consequence of government officials getting into these private decisions. If we ultimately left these decisions to mandate vaccines up to states, local districts, private businesses, I don't think you'd see this be a political fight at a national level. Now it's become a political fight at a national level, unfortunately. You're going to see some governors trying to position themselves on this issue, like you've seen in Florida. And you're going to see the federal government, the Biden administration, now fighting those states and fighting to implement these OSHA rules. The, rea- the end result is that I think businesses that were going to move forward on mandates have moved forward and businesses that are reluctant to do it are probably going to wait in place and see what happens with the outcome of this litigation involving OSHA. By the time this lawsuit ends up getting resolved, probably will be through the um, surge that we're seeing right now, this Delta surge, and maybe on the back end of the pandemic here. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. The thing about the mandate conversation that's always driven me crazy is it's approached in most media as if if there's not a mandate, then people are forbidden to wear a mask or get the vaccine? No, without a mandate, if you're really into masks and vaccines, you can still get them. You can still wear a mask every day. You can still get the vaccine. Get your whole family vaccinated. Do it several times. Nobody's stopping you. No. Um. No, indeed. No, indeed. It's uh, it's frustrating, and I know you folks are tired of hearing about the COVID. We're tired of talking about it and hearing about it ourselves. It's just kind of interesting to observe as this thing rolls along how attitudes change and how, as always, the media's coverage is highly suspect. I mean, the New York Times, with a very detailed uh, piece this morning, 
about how the uh, chairman she I'm sorry the Fau she hot and sour bat fever is uh, surging now in I'll name the states for you Minnesota Michigan Vermont Maine New Hampshire all of them blue states all of them well most of them pretty damn lockdowny at times very comfortable with mandates and lockdowns and that sort of thing but it's just kind of coming and going. Now, once again, they go many paragraphs of mentioning rising cases without getting into hospitalizations and deaths, which are the only statistics that matter. I mean, because at this point, if the vast majority are people with natural immunity or immunized immunity who are getting uh, cases, when it's of, of only uh, passing interest. I'm with because they're going to be fine. I'm with the crowd that it, for the Delta variant, it might have worked on the previous COVID. But for the Delta variant, I don't think masks and social distancing do squat. I think that's just... No, every time I'm, I'm somewhere where they've got the dots on the ground of how far apart we're supposed to stand, which everybody ignores, by the way, um, I always think, well, who's this for? No, Nobody's doing it, and I don't, I don't think it makes any difference anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. It's those in authority who have to look like they're trying to do something, or I guess. Or their counties making them do that so that they can have their doors open. I was shocked to find out more people have died this year than last year now. If if the Delta variant had been the first thing that hit before we had vaccines, this yes. would have been a whole different pandemic. Millions dead. Many millions dead, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, said Michael Osterholm, epidemiologist at the University of Minnesota, he said, this thing is no longer just throwing curveballs at us. It's throwing 210-mile-per-hour curveballs at us. You know, I've faced, faced some pretty good uh, pitching. Somebody throws a 210-mile-per-hour curveball at me, you're going to see urine running down my leg. I'm not <laughs> proud of it. I'm not proud of it. They would have to throw some of that, uh, that like, sawdust stuff there in the batter's box <laughs> after I hit. You not me. I'm going to take a pitch, take it wherever it hits me. Take get one to, for the team. Get to first base. Yeah, good man. Manly man. So uh, anyway, and then I like this. uh, The new rise in cases comes at a complicated moment. Oh, they do eventually get to the fact that hospitalizations have risen in in Minnesota, and they're rising fast enough to get people really concerned. Okay, now you got my attention. Tell me they got more cases in Vermont. I don't care. Vermonters don't care. Ninety-five percent of the people with the cases don't care. (laughs) That's a good point. Ninety-nine. But I don't know. It gets clicks. But anyway, they they mentioned that last That's Thanksgiving. That's a good point. The people that have got COVID don't care about these numbers. Yeah, I've had a cough for three days. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. With some exceptions, obviously. I'm not. I don't mean to be cavalier. It's a mysterious and awful disease in many ways. But uh, last Thanksgiving, before vaccines were available, federal and local officials had firmly urged Americans to forego annual gatherings. But in a sharp contrast, public health officials, including uh, the Wuhan's vice chairman, Anthony Fauci, have mostly suggested this year that vaccinated people could gather in relative safety. Blah, blah, blah. As if most of us are even thinking about that. I know. They, they, on ABC this week, yesterday, Martha Radich asked Fauci if people could get together for Thanksgiving. I thought, why are you asking this question? Why is he answering it? Why is anybody listening to it? God I, dang it. Some of you live your lives that way? Waiting for Dr. Fauci to tell you whether or not you can have Thanksgiving. Hail really? Fauci! That's just... Hail Fauci! That's so foreign to me. It's like uh, being homosexual or straight. It's just like, uh, I suppose that's true for you. It's not for me. Um, Difficult to picture. 
in my world. Yeah. Um, der, well, uh, what was I about to say? It seemed very important. Oh, yeah. Uh, plus, uh, this year, you know, what is it? 60, 70% of us, 66% have been fully vaccinated. I'm sorry, 59% in the U.S., plus the natural immunity folks, plus the partially vaccinated folks, uh, plus the, the treatments are getting better. Those antiviral pills ought to be available pretty quickly, I think, that have shown such success uh, in the lab or in the uh, the... the uh, the, what do you call it? The studies. Um, so I just, it's a completely different situation. And, oh, you know what I meant to point out, Jack, is a lot of those news anchors like Martha Radich, I guarantee you she'll be at a Thanksgiving gathering, unmasked, chatting and laughing with her loved ones. Right, and not thinking twice about it. So no. Exactly. So that's the weirdness of this whole thing. Yeah, everybody's walking around talking about... Uh, you know, uh, will you be masked? Will you even go to a gathering? And, and everybody figures out uh, somebody else must be, uh, you know, paranoid That's or worried part of or whatever. Condescension of uh, of media that just <clears throat> yes, they, they think all their viewers are so stupid that they need to ask that question. I guess. You yeah, know, so- I'm not looking for your permission to have a gathering ever. So, shut up. Well, gosh, in Europe, you should hear what they're doing in Europe now. They've gone full-on cuckoo birds in Europe. And we'll tell you about that after a quick word from our friends and, at... Yes? And how to get rid of that double chin. The hot new exercise equipment for this <laughs> holiday season. Exercise equipment? Yes. What do I hang from my chin? Or get rid of your double chin. Tuned. Oh, you will stay tuned. Double, please. Three to four chins, depending on, you know, how I hold my jaw. I have many chins. Ah, uh, it's Car Shield. Our friends at Car Shield, America's number one auto protection company. You get that expensive breakdown. You, your heater goes south or whatever. You're stuck somewhere. Oh, no, no. Plus, it's expensive. Well, taking care of covered repairs of Car Shield's administrators is easy. They handle the paperwork and expensive payments, so you don't have to. Oh, I've definitely lived the lifestyle where uh, your car does something weird, and all of a sudden that's going to change your life for many months to come. You're going to be a lot better shape with Car Shield's protection. So they got monthly coverage options to fit your budget. Yeah, it's month to month, which is pretty cool. And they've got a plan whether you got, you know, a car with five thousand miles on it or hundred and fifty thousand miles on it, just so you can have coverage and be protected. Car Shield's America's number one auto protection company at this point. Did you realize that? It's easy to sign up, easy to get out of. Visit carshield.com slash Armstrong, save 10%. That's carshield.com slash Armstrong. A deductible may apply. Carshield.com slash Armstrong. I mean, I could chin myself 10 times and never use the same chin twice. That's oh, my chin situation. Hello. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, yeah. So Austria uh, is is going full lockdown. Anybody who's, who can't show their papers, uh, that they show they're completely inoculated. Will uh, is can only go to the grocery store and uh, and outside to exercise. Are you allowed to go to work? I can't remember. Surely, yeah, yeah. I think you can. Um, but the cases are rising, so they're going full on paranoid. Even in Austria, where two thirds of the population is fully vaccinated, they have fourteen thousand new cases. I don't. We we don't care about cases. Germany, the Netherlands are all discussing complete lockdowns like it's the early days of this thing like it's two weeks to flatten the curve and and giant protests are greeting these announcements and i thought this was interesting again this is the new york times and their, their biases are so obvious i just I, they must not be obvious to them or they'd steer clear so they go with this the opposition to the lockdowns and the vaccine mandates are being fueled in part by the far-right freedom party 
which has used its platform in the Austrian parliament to spread doubt about the effectiveness of the vaccines and vaccines and promote ivermectin, blah, 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 blah. But the fury is not limited to far-right activists, as throngs filled Vienna's streets Saturday. So you've got tens of thousands of people out there protesting against the, the lockdowns and some of the mandates. And then they say... The crowd far outnumbered the right-wing extremists. Well, then why did you brand the protests with a paragraph about the so-called right-wing extremists? Well, obviously, it's just Austrians of all sorts in all political stances out there demonstrating in the streets. Did they they even know they're doing that at the New York Times? I don't know. I don't know either. It's crazy. It's crazy. But you're going to see... Uh, you're going to see uh, widespread violence. There, there was crazy violence in the Netherlands. Uh, protest against the government's coronavirus uh, measures descended into rioting in Rotterdam on Friday night. Attacks on the police, cars and bicycles set on fire. How do you light a bicycle on fire? <laughs> what do you burn, the seat? I couldn't get my briquettes going last night. I had some delicious Omaha steaks going, which we advertise, and uh, hamburgers and stuff like that. And I was going to make them up for the boys and... Uh, I, I guess I left the bag out in the rain at some point, and the briquettes were oh, wet. And I couldn't get no. it, couldn't get anything started. Ended up having no. a pan cook my burgers, which turned out good. Yeah, but not the same. Messes up your kitchen, though. Oh God, yeah, geez, oh, what a mess. Yeah, yeah. Go to OmahaSteaks.com. Use the keyword Armstrong. They got yeah. a fabulous bargain. The for you. burgers are underrated. I mean, oh, everybody please. knows Omaha steaks oh. are great. It's like going to a great steakhouse, but the burgers are freaking unbelievable. Oh, I know it. I think I will have them tonight, Judy. It's all the burgers. Time to have burgers. Mm, so it's just good burger. probably the reason I've got series of double chins. Got this great product to get rid of your double chins. I was going to go back to Germany and make a hamburger joke. <laughs> but you've changed the topic now, so it's too late. So this uh, got started by Kickstart and has caught on. I don't know. I don't know. So it's a, like a, a plastic ball, a rubber ball you put in your mouth. It's mm. got it's it's on a string so you can wear it around your neck. So you have it's it with a ball you. gag that's used for kinky stuff. It, it looks exactly like a ball gag from <laughs> what I've seen in movies. Um, you wear it around your neck so it's always you know handy your uh, your ball gag. Gotta and, have it handy. And you, you never it, know. And you put it in your mouth and you chomp down on it, and you can set the resistance. It's got three resistance levels that range from be- beginner to professional athlete. <laughs> Those popular jaw-related sports we all enjoy. <laughs> Professional athlete. That's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, only 20 minutes a day, and you see results. It activates over 57 facial muscles. It says here to get rid of your uh, double chin. So I might get one of these. <sighs> it kind of looks like you're walking around the workplace with a ball gag in, which, depending on your workplace, is either okay or it's not. <laughs> Wow, you talk about sexual harassment. Jim, I'd like you to put this in. And slip into these chaps when you get a moment, too. Boss, I got no pants on under them. That's right, Jim. So the idea is that, like, you know, while you're sitting at your desk or you're driving in your car, you're wearing it around your neck like a necklace, you just pop it in your mouth and do some, you know, quick. I'd probably put it on intermediate. I don't think I'm ready for professional athlete. But uh, you're jawing on the rubber ball, and you strengthen up uh, over 57 facial muscles. Right. You don't want your initial workout you to go crazy and you're hurting so bad you can't go back to the gym. you got to ease into your jaw-strengthening regimen. Yeah, I can see overdoing that, and you can't even hardly eat dinner that night. You're having soup for dinner because I can't move my mouth. <laughs> Jim, in your next annual review, I will be uh, lashing you with this riding crop, if that's all right with you. 
Uh-huh. Can't, it's hard to understand because he's got a ball gag in. Did he agree or disagree? I don't even know. Uh, brazen robberies in West Coast cities over the weekend. Just unbelievable that that's where we are with civilization. If you haven't heard about this, stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Some business news is how that Oprah and Reese Witherspoon are the newest investors in Spanx. Although from now until New Year's, I think we're all pretty invested in Spanx. <laughs> like I was saying, Carrie Underwood's got a new song. We got to play some of it called Stretchy Pants. It's all about this time of year. Going to get my stretchy pants on. Is it an effort at a new Christmas classic? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. Or a holiday classic, yeah. Um, just this time of year when. A lot of sitting around eating, as you were talking about. You feel like the mm. eating season has already begun. Yeah, it, it snuck up on us. No, I mean, wait. we just all of a sudden, we've got like multiple social events and gatherings and dinners and the rest of it. And oh, yeah, yeah. It's hard to none, do. None of it specifically holiday related. Just festivity is in the air. It's hard to do that without gaining weight. Pretty, oh, yeah. Pretty, pretty difficult. Oh, man, yeah. Um, So there were a couple amazing robberies in San Francisco. It started in San Francisco on Saturday night. Like, if you know San Francisco, Union Square, the nicest shopping in the entire city, like right there. Um, You come out of the fanciest hotels and do the fanciest shopping. Well, they got robbed blind, a whole bunch of different stores. And then it happened in Walnut Creek, a really upscale city, not too far from San Francisco the next night. And we'll talk about that uh, to kick off hour three of the Armstrong and Getty show. But it's not a good sign for civilization. Roving criminal mobs? No, no, it's not. If you can't stay tuned for scheduling reasons or what have you, grab the podcast later. Armstrong and Getty On Demand, wherever you like to get podcasts, or just go to armstrongandgetty.com, click on the link. Uh, I came across this. This is There's no point to this other than I just thought it was so good. Uh, the worst of both worlds, zooming from the office. See if this uh, sounds familiar to you at all. Anybody who's, who's dealing with the whole uh, to remote or not to remote and half the company's doing whatever. Um, for months, the putt-putt course sat unused. The beanbag chairs lay empty. The kitchen whiteboard where the keg used to live displayed in fading marker beers on tap from a happy hour in March 2020. Wow. But on a recent weekday over in the common area was a sign of life, fresh bagels. And they're talking about this uh, startup in, I think, uh, New York. Yeah. Uh, as employees at the financial tech startup uh, got vaccines and grew stir-crazy in their apartments, they started trickling back into the office. We call it Work From Work Wednesday, said Karen, who runs human resources at the company. Work From Work. <laughs> <laughs> and they talked about everybody thought we were going to come back in the office, uh, the, you know, all of America, and then, then the fall, and then the Delta variant uh, intervened. Still, many people chose to report back to their desks. And they go into the percentages, which have varied back and forth. Few are finding it a smooth transition period. Some companies use their tentative return to office dates as an unwitting excuse to avoid questions about how to balance the needs of remote, in-person, and remote. That's resulted in a mushy middle ground. Video calls where remote workers have trouble hearing. Yeah. A sense that people at home are missing out on perks, like their teammates. While those in the office are missing out on wearing pajamas. 
And the stakes aren't just who's getting talked over in meetings. It's whether flexibility is sustainable, even with all the benefits it occur, it confers. We're going to see a lot of companies get this wrong, said an expert on hybrid yeah. work. Yeah. I'm, I'm involved with a thing I won't mention, though, that was, was uh, Zoom went from in-person to Zoom, and now is in that very situation of, well, some people like the Zoom, some people like the in-person, and trying to mix them together is ending up making both of them horrible. Right. It's just, so we got to choose one. Right, right. Uh, this expert says, as they're talking about how hard it is for people who are remote to keep up with conversations, they're covering the camera. People on my team are pinging me saying, I can't believe they're doing this. I was apologizing, saying, I'm sorry, they're apparently not aware, etc. And then the whole muting, unmuting thing. I love the work from work Wednesday. Oh, and they get into everybody trying to get it right and all the tech companies that are furnishing software and the rest of it. Um, I haven't, I've been involved in a couple of hybrid things where they got, you got some people in a, like around a a table and then some people zooming and none of the ones I've been involved with have worked. Nobody could hear or, or tell what was going on. The people that are there in the conference room can't see the people on the zoom. The zoom people can't hear the, it, you know, maybe it'll get better. Maybe somebody will figure it out. And maybe it'll just drive home the point that 90% of meetings really didn't need to take place anyway. Could be. Although, I don't know, getting together with other humans is a good thing, I think, even if it's not clear what exactly the benefit is. Uh, For what it's worth, 68% of women preferred their jobs stay remote long-term. 57% of men, uh, 34% of men with children had received promotion while working remotely, compared with just 9% of women with children. I don't so, know what that means. But so it's a majority of men and women though that want to stay remote in this yeah. poll. Yeah, it's a small majority of men, but yeah. Yeah. Of course, what do you do if you got a workplace and sixty percent of the people roughly uh wanna stay home, but the rest of the people want to come in? I don't know what you do. And is there ever gonna be a day when this is quote unquote behind us? I don't know. Armstrong and Getty.